0: There's definitely a lot of things being classified as UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomenon that are obviously military technology. Definitely some of them are. My question to you is, do you believe 100% of them are? All right, welcome back,
1: guys. I'm Christian, and that's Patrick. And prepare to be sucked into
0: Black Hole Theories.
1: theories. (laughs) Our guest today is Lou. Lou Jimenez, um, he has his own YouTube channel called Lou Reviews. I've been a big fan of his for quite some time. Um, so yeah, Lou, tell the audience, you know, like who you are, you know, uh, what you do, yeah. and yeah, stuff like that.
2: Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, for the complete stranger of me, I'm my name is Luis Victor Jimenez. That is my full name. <laughs> uh, I'm an actor, writer, and producer out here in Los Angeles, California. Um, I've, yeah, basically been doing that for the last 20 years and, um, also had a pretty successful YouTube channel, uh, surrounding the topic of UFOs and primarily the political aspect of the discussion that was, that's been happening primarily since 2017, um, uh met a few of the guys that were really connected to that discussion um and then I decided to organize and execute the largest UAP grassroots political effort uh for our government to take the UAP topic seriously ever so, so uh did that and uh yeah I so, that's like everything in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, so real quick, um, you know, what's actually interesting about this is, you know, you and Christian have met. So like to me, even like I'm learning about you almost through the lens, the same lens as some of these viewers are as well. Um, So it sounds to me, I just wanna get clear. So are you basically, um, you know, when it comes to the UFO topic, you really follow Mm -hmm. along with a lot of the recent updates as far as the politics go. Is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah, well, for a while I was. I, I was. Um, I, I organized a, an event called the Big Phone Home. I did it three times, and basically it was like a telethon. Uh, we had a whole bunch of guests on, mm-hmm. and we were just basically encouraging people to use our templates to email, call, and write to Congress and also tweet at them through social media. And, um, it was really successful. Uh, it was an idea that I had had because a lot of these, you know, quote unquote whistleblowers like Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and, you know, had come out and, um, I had, you know, uh, they had said at the end, the end of shows all the time, like if you want to help the best thing you could do is call your congressman, call your lo- your lawmaker, and tell them that you want them to take this a little more seriously. Um, and so I was like, shit, how awesome would that be if everybody did it on the same day? You know, I think it would be a lot more powerful. Um, so, yeah, so I organized that, and I did that for about almost three years. This, was and this prior into- to
0: 2017 or after 2017?
2: No, no, no. I started the channel in in 20, the very early part of 21. So I did it for, you know, like it was called the unidentified celebrity review from early 2021 to uh, November of 22. Mm, And then then I quit the show and I, uh, yeah, basically just stopped covering the UFO narrative from a, uh, perspective that had blinders on. I wasn't looking at all of the information. Uh, there was a lot of red flags with the people giving the information. Um, like Bob Lazar, and a whole bunch of shit went down. Uh, no, 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 no. With Lou Elizondo and with uh, you know the whole the whole like all the guys that are talking about this subject on a go- from a government perspective. Would, it's, uh, would you
0: like? Yeah. Would you consider like Tom DeLonge yeah. and people like that? Cause I know he's, no, like I never,
2: I, I never spoken with Tom DeLong. I've never interacted with Tom DeLong once. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tom DeLong is a believer, a, a hard, hard believer. He's a researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, like a lot of people in this conversation that have a belief system when they enter the conversation, I think he's fallen subject to a lot of, uh, bad information. And he thinks that bad information is good information and real information, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. just um, – it's it's disinformation. It's counterintelligence so if, in, a, in a lot so, of ways.
0: So if I'm hearing you correctly, I guess what you – are you saying that essentially Lou Elizondo is perpetrating disinformation?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any concrete evidence to say yes one way or the other. I can just say um, – for a man that advocates for the things that he wants, he doesn't do a lot in the terms of trying to get it done and mm. um, like, like genuinely get it done. You like there's people that talk about it and then there's people that do it. And I was tired of people talking about it. I wanted to actually make some fucking noise and some waves with this shit. So like um, what?
0: Like, like, like the classic disclosure that where the president addresses the nation. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I mean, it would be like, yes, of course. Like, how great would it have been if you had gotten a million, two million people to, to call, write, tweet at Congress members to be like, yo, what's up with these UFOs? Like, what's going uh, on? Like, just let's be a little more transparent. I think if you're a little more honest with the American people, that'll buy you a lot of, um, that'll buy you a lot of uh, leeway going down the road. You know, as far as trust from your constituents. You know, if you could show them a little bit of just facts and evidence and truth. Yeah. Um, but I think w- what a lot of this is, is just it's at the core of this issue. There's a very big and very real national security issue. And that national security issue is that there is a lot of drones. There's a lot of balloons. There's a lot of spying. There's a section in the sky that we haven't been looking at uh, just because, we haven't needed needed to look at it. Um, our enemies know that our enemies know that if they make a drone look really weird on purpose, Mm. they, nobody will report it (laughs) because there's the stigma so crazy. So what the government is trying to do in a lot of ways is, and this is what they've done through legislation. And this is what they've sent through their training manuals and have alerted all service members to, and have written in congressional law, like, hey, if you are part of a program, if you see something weird in the sky, if you've experienced something, report it. We have an office now that'll look at it and and try and come to a conclusion as to maybe what you saw. Um, and so far, so far, no one has come forward <laughs> uh, and, and, and revealed that they are part of a secret, you know, special access program. Uh, you know, the whistleblower protections are in place. Um, there are supposed whistleblowers out there like Bob Lazar. I mean, you know, if he's telling the truth, he should be he should be the first guy in line to go to Congress and be like, here's the element 115. Here are the programs I worked for, you know, and uh, I shouldn't be arrested. Right. Because you guys said there's congressional protection for whistleblowers. So there's the evidence. But he hasn't done that. He hasn't even mentioned it. Um, so. I think that's really the issue here at the core. And I think that's what I learned over a a two year period is that this isn't an aliens visiting Earth issue. It never has been the reason why there's two things that could. First, it's the national security issue. And the second thing is we've got a lot of new toys in the sky. As and when I say toys, I mean the United States military assets and the United States Navy, Air Force and military as a whole would rather have people look in the sky, see something weird and go, oh, my God, it's aliens instead of, oh, my God, that's a new Navy plane. Hmm. You know, well, at least so least they're not it's, saying, oh, it's my a good God, smoke those are demons. It- well, some of them are. <laughs> That's the problem, too, is some of these lawmakers are saying that these things could be demons and angels. And it just it's getting really silly. And 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 the lawmakers that are that are backing this stuff up publicly and very loudly publicly don't sit on any committees that have access to the data, to the classified data that would give them the knowledge to be that confident in what they're saying. So they haven't seen anything. They haven't seen any evidence um, and they don't have access to that kind of information. So it's, they're believing uh, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell and Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and, you know, uh, the, the, the few, the handful of people that are scientists like, Gary Nolan and Eric Davis and Hal put and all of this, all of this. If you've seen in the last two weeks, there's been a lot of articles in the scientific American. There was an article in New York magazine the other day, um, basically saying exactly what I'm telling you. You know, this is, this is a whole bunch of believers that are in high positions within our government and have convinced lawmakers that aliens are here and they should spend money on programs and subcontracts that for people that look at that for them. And guess who's going to look at that for them? The same the the organizations that are petitioning the government, which are Americans for Safe Aerospace, um, the uh, Soul Foundation, the Galileo Project, headed up by Avi Loeb at Harvard. Um, these are all things. Like all these organizations are headed up by people like Gary Nolan and David Grush and, you know, just all of these usual. Everything comes from basically the Bigelow era and the Skinwalker Ranch, the OSAP program. And it is ballooned from this 22 million dollar program to possibly now in the billions where they're spending a lot of our taxpayer dollars to look at bs
0: yeah no i hear you and um i can't disagree with anything that you said because i I, i'll be truthful like i myself have had the same skepticism as far as like understanding the bigger picture that if a program with all these people want to get funding, they have to motivate the lawmakers to fund them. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of it does trace back to movement of money, money coming with power and influence and whatnot. Um, So I guess, but at the same time though, you almost, from what you were saying before and how you kind of led us to that point, you almost got to be excited about the fact that Congress is now at least taking a higher interest in the UFO topic, right? Because that's kind of what you were motivated well, by before, right?
2: Yes, that was my initial, and that's why I stopped my channel. And that's why I took down all my videos. Because I realized, oh shit, I I was wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. Um, because that's exactly what these guys want to happen. And the reason, like I just said... They are they are former military members that are either retired or on pensions. And now they're petitioning the government to say, hey, give us a 40 million dollars. Give us 100 million (laughs) dollars. Give us a billion dollars to look at that part of the sky for you. Because we've got the the military people that have been there, like Ryan Graves, the pilot. And David Fravor and Alex Dietrich on our board, and we've got Gary Nolan, who's a scientist, give right. us a billion dollars, Congressman, and we will figure it out for you. And it's just a, it's it's a, it's a scam. It's a scam because these guys know that government is very wasteful, and it's very easy. I mean, like a lot of people, and myself included. Like I was, I was a sucker for this. Like I was like, there's no way lawmakers could could fall for this. There's just no way. And yes, they absolutely so, can fall for this stuff.
0: If I'm hearing you correctly, what's going on is almost the equivalent to me matching with a really hot model on Tinder who happens to live five miles away. That is actually just a dude sitting behind a, a keyboard who's going to ask me for a bunch of money and like tell me they love me. So it's like the same way. It's literally a scam.
2: It's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah, so they're they Brian Graves is is walking into Congress or, or a Senator uh, um, Kirsten Gillibrand's office and he's sitting down and having a meeting with her. And if you know anything yeah. about lawmakers, how difficult it is to pull aside ten minutes, let alone a half hour, twenty minutes, forty minutes, an hour of their time. Like if you're pulling an hour of a congressman or a senator's time, you're either donating very big bucks to them or they want to talk to you for some reason and so when you have a pilot who's gone on 60 minutes and been like yeah i saw these ufos and he infers that he's seen these things and then when you actually interview and grill him on that he didn't see anything it yeah, was secondhand accounts of his co-pilots right. that saw things and then you have the aero office uh just a couple of weeks ago talk about the because he cites this, uh, this square within a sphere, it was a drone. It was a, an experimental drone that the United States was using in 2012. Right. Like, and it is a very highly maneuverable, weird-looking, multi-copter drone that looks weird on yeah. purpose to confuse our enemies. And when they test these things in active, uh, uh, co- uh, not combat zones, but training areas... Um, sometimes pilots see these things. And so he'll take that experience and he'll walk into the congressman or senator's office and be like, Hey, like I'm a former pilot. I'm an American. I'm a veteran. I've got a great resume and I've seen something really weird. Mr. Miss lawmaker. Yeah. I just started this, this organization called Americans for Safe Aerospace. And our expertise is to look at anomalous phenomena that yeah. is reported by military pilots and other pilots. But they won't yeah. take any reports from actual Americans like normal people. Uh, but, you know, whatever. And then, but, look, Mr. Miss Lawmaker, we need a budget. We need, we need some, we need a, a contract. And so, you know, if and when that time comes, we'd like for you to consider us first for when that they're lobbying, they're yeah. lobbying for dollars. So that's what they're doing. And it's a very, it took me two years to see this big picture, but everything whittles down and goes back to OSAP. If you can understand the OSAP program, the advanced Aero, uh, um, the advanced uh, weapons Air application speech. space program, uh, something some uh, fucking thing like I'm, I'm yeah. forgetting the acronym right now. Um, but yeah, you know, that's <laughs> those are the books that George Knapp wrote, you know, the hunt the, the hunt for the skinwalker and and mm-hmm. skinwalkers at yeah. the Pentagon and the Dino Beavers and the the werewolves in trench coats smoking cigarettes. Right. Like it was fucking fantasy land. And when you dig into that program, what you find is a billionaire who got 22 million dollars from his lawmaker buddy who by the way that same billionaire bigelow just donated six million dollars i believe to donald trump so this is this is positioning he's positioning himself so when donald trump's president again he would be like hey let's get some contracts for this ufo thing i'm into and donald's gonna be like okay let's do it because you paid for half of my fucking campaign so but anyway, like it's it it all stems back to that program. When you dig into the program, you find that <laughs> they were making up reports and turning in fabricated things to just keep the job. So the 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 guards and the guys who were taking pictures and, you know, yeah. you know, being like tough guys on the ranch and and mm. and spending nights out in the fucking desert whatever, like doing these experiments that they told them to do, like they were just getting drunk and making up reports and turning them in. So that $22 million OSAP program could get renewed the next year. And the security guard or the, the, the uh, investigator, I still keep my job. I still keep that, that's <clears throat> cushy little paycheck. And so it's, it's, it's a win-win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, like part of it is the government is like well, people don't know that there's a massive hole in our national security system, and people think that our new tech is UFOs. So you know, if we got a couple of people, uh, you know, uh, siphoning uh, a few million dollars from government to pull this Ponzi scheme, I guess it's a wash for them. I don't know. I have a feeling there's going to be some consequences coming yeah. with this in the next year or two. Like this is going to catch up to them, and um, and at some point. Real journalism is going to catch up to this, and they're starting to. They really are. Um, and yeah. it starts with – I mean, Stephen Greenstreet is uh, – if if you guys haven't read his work or watched his uh, breakdown of, of how all of this stuff works, I would highly recommend it. Um, but it's – yeah, yeah, it's. there's going to be a lot of consequences, I think, coming with this. But so we'll So
0: here's the thing. I believe you, and I would even go venture to say that what you're saying – is straight facts. You're just spitting straight facts. All right. Because it's not even a conspiracy to say what you're saying because it's all no. true. You know, these programs to continue and the people who are running the programs continuing to have day jobs and keeping a roof over the head, obviously they're financially motivated to keep the program growing. And that's not a conspiracy no. to say that that's straight facts, no. which boils us back to the question. You know, I would say with a thousand percent certainty that There's definitely a lot of things being classified as UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomenon that are obviously military technology. And maybe they're not being presented that way for programs, but the fact is definitely some of them are. My question to you is, do you believe 100% of them are?
2: At this point, with everything that I've seen, everything that I've experienced and and understand also like I, I preface this answer with I've seen a UFO like I believe I told Christian this story, you know, so like in I City. yeah, in Cooper City. So like, we're from the same neighborhood like so I that's where I struggle with this and that's why it says on my Twitter profile zero days UFO sober. Because there is part of my brain where it's like, fuck, man, what was that? It was 1993. Maybe it was a drone. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that they had drone systems at that point. No doubt in my mind. But in Cooper City, Florida, like what? Like, it, there's no Air Force base near there. There's there's an airport, you know? Yeah. Um, there is a sky. Here's yeah. what I think. I, no, I don't think 100% of them <laughs> are... Our stuff, but what I will say is 99.99999% of it is our stuff, and that's still right. really cool. That means that our that somebody somewhere has figured out how to move either really big objects or a seemingly really big objects in any direction at will, and they have the capability of going from C. To air, to space and back, so from that aspect, if that's the case, that is still really fucking awesome. And then for the point zero 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 zero, infinite zero one, I think that is something let's rewind time a thousand years. And an earthquake happens, and we're standing. We're, we're let's say we're in a field together, all three of us. What do we think that earthquake is coming from? Probably the gods. Yeah, yeah. You know, or some angry you know deity. Um, and then now today we know. Oh, those are tectonic plate shifting under our yeah. feet. This has got nothing to do with any sort of angry gods. You know, and the reason why we have droughts is because, yeah, weather patterns and weather systems. The planet is a weird, unpredictable place. And we're starting to maybe kind of get some sort of grasp on it. But it's – I think that's what maybe I saw and what maybe people are experiencing. There is something that we see – people are seeing – But for whatever reason, we cannot make any sense of it just because we don't have an understanding of it yet. We don't have the proper perspective of it yet. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. something very natural that exists in our atmosphere that we just weren't aware of that apparently has some kind of intelligence. But skyfish. Yeah, like a skyfish. I mean, I don't know, man. Like it's it's I I, that's again the infinite 0.1 percent like, you know. I if if I need it to go down that rabbit hole, you better ha- you better start with something really good that's grounded in factual evidence. Right. If it's not grounded Roswell. there and it doesn't have any raw data, go kick rocks. I'm not interested.
1: What do you think about Roswell? How long do you think that this has been going on? And we've been developing this technology for how long? Do you think we've had access to these kinds of technologies? And do you think that this is the byproduct of, of human development? Or I do think, you think that we were Indian.
2: I think people really underestimate and really don't give us ourselves enough credit. Humans are really smart, and I all we do is you, improve though, on things constantly. I mean, we've been to the fucking moon. We're about to be on Mars here pretty soon. Um, so, I never underestimate human ingenuity. Ever, 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 ever. As far as Roswell is concerned, I think Roswell was a, exactly what the government says it is. A highly experimental listening device to listen to nuclear weapons on the other side of the planet from a balloon really high up in the atmosphere. And what a lot of people don't realize is that those balloons, when they stretch in the sky... The, the length of them is higher, taller than the Eiffel Tower. They're really long. There's a lot of material that comes on those weather balloons and those uh, sonar listening devices. So in the 50s, that crashes on a, on a ranch in some fucking rancher season. He has no idea what he's looking at. Yeah, he's going to take a couple pieces and go down somewhere and say, oh, uh, aliens, man. You know, like... They they have no concept of what that was. That was one of the most top secret things next to the atom bomb. It was ultra top secret. And here's the other thing about it. Jesse Marcel, the commanding officer at the base. Uh, I don't don't have his, that's not his official title, but he was second, third in command on that military base.
0: Self-proclaimed
2: UFO believer. After this Happened, but he never got demoted. He only got promoted in his career after Roswell, which is kind of weird because you would think the military and the highest, most greediest military industrial complex the planet has ever seen some goofy Third guy in charge at the military base, second guy in charge, just revealed to the world aliens crashed into our our planet. They would never want that out there, ever, unless, of course, the information was put out there on purpose to, again, get people to go, oh, my God, aliens, instead of, oh, my God, United States Air Force. Yeah. So they've perfected this through the last 60 years. And they use it on every single craft and experimental weapon that they test. They fly, they used to fly the B-2 bomber and the, uh, the F-1, uh, or excuse me, the Nighthawk over Los Angeles in the, in the late 60s and 70s just to see what would happen. Like, what would happen to the phone lines? How would What would the police response be? Um, you know, would, would hospitals get, you know, like, they just wanted to see what people would think. And, yeah, most of them thought they saw a UFO because in 1977 or whatever, they look up in the sky and they see a massive triangle. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, yeah. you know? And at the same time, Star Wars just came out. and get what are the shape of those... You know, like, it's in the pop culture, man. Like, it's the human mind makes those jumps for you all the time. And so that's, that's another thing that I really had to learn about myself in this whole process was you got to check your belief system at the door. My experience is not evidence. I'm not a scientist, but I know math will say it. I can't say with certainty it's 100%. I can never say that. That would be, like, the most blissfully unaware thing I could possibly say. So, yes, of course, I'll leave. I'll leave the sliver of hope that, hey, maybe it was an alien, (laughs) you know? Like, that would be awesome. That would be an awesome answer, too. And I'm open for that, but I need the evidence.
0: But if you had to guess of the actual sightings that have happened, not just saying – Hey, what, what percentage in general do you think is real and what's military? But like of the stuff that's actually been seen by people, do you think at least do you think 100 percent of that is top secret military technology? And the reason I why think- I say that is because, you know, what you were saying, I would be lying if I told you those thoughts haven't crossed my mind. I am at a place where I question everybody because I know everybody has some sort of motive, especially in politics. Right. Mm -hmm. So I hear you on that. Right. But it sounded like even the way you almost answered that at first, you leave the possibility. You're almost leaving the possibility that if there's a zero point zero 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 one percent might be from some other place, then do you realize the implication of that? The fact that you can't say with hundred yeah. percent certainty that they're all fake leaves a possibility that
2: some of them might be real, right? Sure, yeah, but I mean, what is real? What is? What does that mean? What is like the thing is we got definitely learn where it not comes in from. the DMT what, dimension
0: it's... because that's debatably yeah.
2: not real. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, look, it's it's obviously it's it's a discussion that humans, I'm sure, have had since they started looking up in the in the stars and gazing upon them. Um, you know, I think it's something, for whatever reason, human the, the human uh, um, collective, I feel, has this yearning to go there. Like, we have a destiny to explore that. Just like we had a destiny to figure out, oh, there's another continent over there. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that must have been, like, transformative. The same desire it's the same desire. And I think the outcome is the same too. And I think once you get the understanding of it, then it becomes normal.
0: You know, me and me and Christian actually were talking about the outcome. Like you said, what, like, let's say all of this is real and it's all confirmed. And then we even have the ability to go over there. What's Mm. the outcome. And the conclusion we came to is at the end of the day, you and I were all just mammals. And of course you're going to try to slap them cheeks. Of course, you want to go over there and fuck something, right? If they're hot, uh, you want to. You, I mean, you you hope to go to the planet that uh, has hot aliens, right? Not the one with the ugly ones that look like insects.
2: Okay, so it's funny because I'm writing. <laughs> I'm I'm literally in the middle of a, a. That's why I was at a production meeting. I'm writing a script right now, uh, where the guy's dating a girl who part of the part of the subplot it's it's like a one of the sub sub stories in the film but yeah he's been dating this girl that he had no clue but she was like this face-hugging monster you know but like when she's put together she's like the hottest girl and he and everybody's always like dude how did you get her again how did you score this day yeah and uh i hear that's yeah, every girl so. in la uh <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean I found, I think I found maybe the the one of the last good ones. So, lucky yeah. me. Um <laughs> but yeah. Um I mean, look, is her name it, it's <laughs> Uh no, her name's not 11. Um okay. Yeah. Uh Is are wearing the hat? Uh No, yeah, yeah. She actually got me this hat. No, no. Okay. This is just one of the This is a my golfing hat. I'm only wearing it cuz my hair is an absolute nightmare right now. It's all rainy out here and the humidity is insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, like it's, it's, it's a fun thought and yeah, maybe it is. Um, I, I thought for a long time that, you know, if there is a real phenomenon, the United States government hasn't caught it, hasn't, uh, uh, back engineered it, hasn't communicated with it at the very, at the very best It's been able to observe it.
1: What are your thoughts on the Wilson memo?
2: I think they're bullshit. Why? Because Admiral Wilson 100% adamantly denies that conversation ever took place. And Eric Davis.
1: Eric Davis doesn't.
2: Eric Davis is also tied to Ba-da-ba-da-ba. All sap. And Bigelow. And all those guys. And, And like you know red flag is the i edited a, a video where i found three or four different people saying oh yeah yeah eric davis he's incapable of lying he's got this weird trait where he's incapable of lying <laughs> um it was like a like you ever seen that clip where they they edited together all the local news from different counties and neighborhoods and stuff and they're all saying the same thing because it's a script it's like they're talking points that they give all the stations to talk about it it's the exact same thing it's like this was like a memo sent out to Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon and and uh you know any how put off anyone who's ever came in contact with Eric Davis if you ever have an interview and they ask you about Eric Davis, tell him about how he's got this really weird trait that he, he's incapable of lying. Who, who says that? Who's incapable of lying? Yeah. Like, you it's know, it's such if, a stupid thing to say.
0: That is definitely like, is that specifically what people say about him? Like multiple people? Yes. Like that exact yes. wording?
2: That's what Tom DeLonge has said. That's what Christopher Mellon has said. That's what Lou Elizondo has said. Oh, you know, e- e- that's what Gary Nolan has said in an interview with Ross Coulthart. He's incapable of lying. Yeah, it's that's such like bullshit. Do you watch and the football way that at all? The, the notes were found? The way, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the way the notes yeah. were found, like it's just too. It's too stupid. Like it, 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 and when you also like talk when you talk to John Greenwald and he reads it and he's been he's worked in television as well and I didn't really pick up on it until he kind of pointed it out. It reads like a script. Like who is John Greenwald? John Greenwald is uh, the founder of the Black Vault, which is the largest collection of unclassified documents online anywhere in the world. You know, there's millions and like thirty million. Classified documents that he got unclassified through FOIA requests. So, and
1: Patrick, have you heard of him before?
0: No.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely check out John Greenwald. He's he's I I he's known as the FOIA king, and FOIA is the Freedom of Information Act, which is just basically a form where you can request uh, documents pertaining to certain events within the federal government. And so, when someone makes a claim and says, okay, I worked for this office during these dates, and I submitted this report on this time, you can go FOIA that, and if it doesn't come back with anything, then they're probably lying, you know, or, or really mistaken, or they were lied to. And so when you start to FOIA a lot of the things, especially Bob Lazar, when you, start, when you FOIA the OSAP program, You know, and this is what John has done over the years. But anyway, like, so he's look at he's used to looking at government documents and the way government documents work and how they're written and sort of the point of them. And he looks at the Wilson Davis documents and he's like, dude, it reads like a script. Like, just read it. It, it Like, it's like describing the weather outside and the parking lot. It's like, it's like, dude, this you're right. This is a script. And who's to say that? That apart, that uh, I can't remember which astronaut's house they found, which estate they found it in. Um, but like, who's to say that he wasn't a, a fan fiction writer or some kind of you know uh, writer himself, where he just wrote shit on the side, just just you know because of his government experience. Uh, who knows, man? But yeah. yeah, I don't think those documents are real at all.
1: Interesting. Who released them?
2: Like, how did they? They how did they, get they were out? found. Their authenticity. They were found. They, you can't. That's the thing. You can't confirm the authenticity. That's why they're so controversial. I thought it was vetted. What's that? Wasn't it vetted? Wasn't it already like vetted and confirmed? No, it like, wasn't vetted and confirmed. Confirm. There, there was, was, was an, an Admiral confirmed. Wilson. There was an Eric Davis. But they never had a conversation yeah. about top secret programs in the parking lot of E. G. and G. That that the Wilson memo, Davis notes were found in an estate sale. Of a of a, uh, an Apollo astronaut, like they just found it in paper in a whole bunch of different paperwork, and they're like, "Oh, this is interesting." And then somebody bought it, and then mm. cre- like just created this. Lo- it, it's on its own. It's like, what the hell is this? This is interesting. But when you ask Admiral Wilson about it, he's like, "Yeah, that never fucking happened. <laughs> like that never happened." And that's an admiral of the Navy. OK, and then when you ask Eric Davis, who's always wearing Hawaiian shirts, and is not Eric Davis is not even within the top 500 astrophysicists on the planet. Like he's not this like Einstein character that people he's a fringe thinker and he's known to be a fringe thinker and every single project he's ever worked on has been fringe and has always failed. <laughs> like it's hey man,
0: what did Eric Davis ever do to you? You're probably I, his I mean other right now.
2: other than other than uh start OSAP and A tip and this whole sort of blueprint on how to extract dollars from the United States government to look at bullshit so you could get government dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I got a fi- I got a Bro, beef with them. You know what I mean? Like, I got to beef with all okay. these guys. Like, once once you dig into these guys with real data and real facts, they are all a bunch of they are all a bunch of pastors in a church passing around a basket. Yeah. That's all they are. Yeah, they are. Just they the are profiting scam, but on a
0: smaller scale.
2: On a bigger scale, <laughs> on yeah, a bigger right. scale, because now they're it's lawmakers, man. They're writing laws to to guarantee themselves these contracts. So that and brings me to the question, lawmakers bro, that this shit's like, important.
0: How can you and I get in on the action? Because like, I would love to get them to pay me a couple right? million, just a couple, bro. I ain't gonna ask for forty. You know what? If we ask for more, they ask, they might actually take us the, more seriously. Like if you, <laughs> I think you can, he, if, you ask for a hundred million, they'll go like, Oh, these guys mean business.
2: I think the only way you could get it is if you have some kind of resume and record that was in the military intelligence community or some kind of pilot or, or certified person that where a senator would stop their day and be like, Okay, I'll listen to you for fifteen minutes because you served our country. Um So, uh, yeah, I don't think the average Joe is going to have a shot at doing this. Or the other way would be like what Avi Loeb is doing, you know, through Harvard and sort of asking for funds that way and having, again, the the same crew of people on his advisory board that these other organizations have. And it's like five or six advisory boards. And I think what they're doing is they're putting up as many companies as possible and just being like, okay, let's see which one they go with. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah. we're all on board we're all on each other's boards here it's yeah,
0: it's crazy, you, dude, you know what's funny, and this is uh kind of related to what you were saying about so let me ask you this, have you ever taken mushrooms and I'll bring this full circle, but have you ever taken no, mushrooms no,
2: no i but uh, i I've just asked my uh my uh sketch team if anybody knows how I can get some because i I've been meaning to try them,
0: okay, well, maybe if we ever link up in person, I could. Uh, I I could maybe help you out there, but, um, one of the things you like kind of start to realize on mushrooms is that like, you realize the fractal nature of the universe. And this is kind of like the, the, the Fibonacci sequence, right? It is a fractal. Mm -hmm. It's how the formation of galaxies all the way down to the human embryo. Right. And, um, what's funny about everything that you're saying is what if these aliens on planet Zorbon in this fucking weird ass reticuli galaxy are also playing the same fucking game of capitalism where they're just trying to get fucking just government dollars to fund their s- silly trips to fucking earth to go watch these fucking mammals bang each other
2: I, yeah, it's, it's I, all I fractals think... Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think a civilization like that would be able to, like if you ever listen to Michu Kaku uh, describe the type uh, four, one, two, three, and four civilization, and we're type zero, uh, you know, and sort of what the capabilities, uh, as you go higher that, uh, on that scale, what they're able to do, you know, and a type two civilization can harness the power of the sun. Or excuse me, a type one. That's the that's the one we're almost yeah. at. <laughs> so the ability to harness the power of the sun, I feel well, like, would plants do that every day? We you do need a right? co- uh, plants. Yeah, they they you said? they literally yeah, get power no. from the sun. Like they do, but it, that's but our cars don't, our our ships don't, our infrastructure doesn't. You know, so like yeah. I think. When you get to a point where it is, where it's genuinely like where the, it would have to be a borderless planet where they understand the greater, like everybody is going to get their, I I guess like there's no point in having, it's like Star Trek. It's like, there's no point in having a currency. Um, It's like everybody's in it together and um you know everybody has skills and everybody contributes in different ways but there's not like okay I'm, i gotta work here from nine to five or this is my job every you right. know single, depending on what part of society you're in anyway um but yeah like i think i think a, 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 an advanced civilization like that to give you a serious answer to your fun question like i think yeah they wouldn't need it man like they'd be able to take an asteroid and harness gold or uh, palladium or titanium or whatever precious metal they want out of the boundless you know bounty that is endless time and space you know like i like at that point like gold doesn't have any value because you can you know what i mean you can pull in a planet-sized piece of it and just chip it away up in space and send it down to earth, you know, like, or, or whatever planet you live on. So, so you're yeah, saying just... you don't
0: think they would have the same motivation, like as far as capitalism and materialism, is what you're saying?
2: No, I think in, and just think about the earliest explorers of man, were they doing it for capitalism and, and the, the accolades or were they doing it? Cause nobody had fucking done it before and and just saying that you did it was sort of the like like going to the moon like that to me going to the moon is the greatest jackass stunt ever pulled in the history of man like they strapped guys to a fucking rocket and shot them to the moon like that is awesome (laughs) like that is so cool um and yeah man i just why do you think we haven't been back to the moon uh it's expensive it's really expensive man so you don't think really, the moon really landing expensive. was fake? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Me neither. Uh-uh.
0: No. Do you think Buzz Aldrin uh, has, like, knows the truth about if aliens are real or not? No. Have you seen that clip of him saying, um, uh, there's, a, there's a monolith on the moon of Mars called Phobos? Have you heard about this?
2: Hmm. I don't know if I've seen that clip um maybe there is so I mean look, Buzz I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it pa- like the 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 planet is what 30 billion years old or something insane like that I, I might even be off by a lot like it wouldn't shock me if like our population is like version you know 4.0 of windows you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like once we run our our version, it's like okay, it's, it's something something happens where it just resets. A few make it, and then boom, you got version 5.0. You know, and it takes another 40,000 years for things to uh, to to get in place. Um,
0: so that's the monolith on Phobos, which moon. is a moon of Mars that he was referring to. Well, uh, do you have
2: the clip of him saying that? Yeah, I can find that actually. Yeah, if you Um, can find that, I'd like to hear that. Um, uh, It is, uh, fuck, what's his
0: name? Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Monolith on Phobos. This is it. Did you know Hmm. there's a moon? Okay, yeah, I've (laughs) seen this, yeah. From the moon. Can you hear that? We can visit other
1: people yep. with their mm-hmm. habitation we can keep if there's something very
2: important to be developed from the moon i'm not sure what it is right now and i sure think we should identify what it is for america to make such gross expenditures again for human habitation on the moon we can help we can join with together we can explore the moon and develop the moon we should go
0: boldly Here it where is. man has coming. not gone before Fly by the comets, visit asteroids, visit the moon of Mars. There's a monolith there, a very unusual structure
1: on this little potato shaped object that that goes around Mars once in seven hours. When people find out about that, they're going to say, Who put that there?
0: (laughs) Who put that there? Well, (laughs) the
2: universe. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, it was the universe. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I think the moon, the moon literally is a meat shield for the planet Earth. Uh, the, the amount of things that slam into the moon, um, I would have to see better pictures of it, and I would have to have, uh, you know, a rover or or astronauts actually visit it, if it had, like, you know, like, structure and writings and carvings on it, yeah, that... I what I, I wouldn't be able to deny it then, you know? But, like, it's like, okay, well, if there is a monolith on the moon in the 14 Apollo missions or 15 Apollo missions, they didn't decide to land at this thing one time and maybe take some fucking pictures of it?
0: This is you the know, moon like, right here that, that it's on, actually. So that's what he mean by potato-shaped objects um hmm. it's called phobos i actually did a full video about this uh moon specifically around that oh that's mars's that moon also- yes yeah okay mars's moon. okay it's yeah.
2: mars's moon okay so yeah now i really don't think it's like i thought he was saying something about like the apollo missions and the our moon um uh, yeah yeah I, I he during his time they were nowhere near like, they were just taking, like, pictures with satellites. Yeah. I, I, it's fun. It's and a fun thing did. to think it's about. Yeah. And, and look, I, Mars at some point looked exactly like Earth, you know? So who knows? Maybe there was some kind of advanced civilization mm. on that planet. Again, like, I, we do know that the the universe is a very violent and destructive place, and things can happen quickly. Uh, that can reset shit real fast and so it wouldn't shock me man like it's it's full of black holes yeah it's infinite time and space i I, i'm not gonna rule anything out but if you're gonna claim there's a monolith on on the on the moon of mars uh yeah i need better than this
0: yeah because he's right
2: you're gonna ask who put that there Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to ask who put that there, especially if it's got some carvings in it, man, you know, but if it's like, just like, um, you know, I don't know, an elongated rock that slammed and just happened to hit the planet in the perfect spot at the perfect angle. And now it's just jammed in there like that for some weird reason. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe it's a piece of metal from, um, another civilization that wandered through a few different solar systems and found its way on the, on the, yeah. uh, on the moon of Phobos. Who knows? Like,
1: have you heard of Oumuamua?
2: I have heard of Oumuamua. M- 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 yeah. That's Javi Loeb. What That's Javi Loeb. Yeah, yeah. I've had him on my show three or four times. Um, yeah, I think it's an asteroid. And when you, when you, w- Again, when you start digging into these people, you really start understanding who they are within the circles they run in. So, other astrophysicists and other astronomers can't stand Avilov because he doesn't write any science papers. All he does—he does is does seem a little office there.
0: rocker, if you know what I mean.
2: He's also just got—he's also just got investigated by the FBI, the Galileo Project. So I'm interested to see for why they haven't said yet, but that the FBI has Hmm. basically issued a uh, like a a search warrant, you know, and has has like, yeah, he's probably keeping alien bodies in there. Maybe, maybe. Um, But yeah, like I think, you know, I'm not an astronomer, so I don't know the math of it. But when you listen to his colleagues, they all hate him. Because he's throwing everyone under the bus, and he's just selling books on sensational possibilities, yeah, maybe Oumuamua is some kind of alien craft, but from all of the all of the measurements that we've taken, that's not what it is it's a it's a comment. let me ask
1: you didn't he didn't he like uh you know fly out or like he took a boat to the Pacific to recover some some material
2: whatever happened nothing
1: whatever happened with those
2: nothing it was i believe it ended up being a piece of um uh either satellite debris or something just mundane like nothing nothing Mm. nothing came of it like you would have heard about it you know what i mean like he's just and i think that's why because i think he might be fooling investors into investing into Galileo Project and not doing the things that he's supposed to be doing with it. and But we'll see. Doesn't he quote, like, extraordinary
1: claims require extraordinary funding or something like that? He sure did. Is that the quote? I believe
2: he did. I believe he did. I mean, he's not wrong, though, right? Nope. Nope, he's not wrong. But I think... If there was something genuine to this, and again, like when you listen to the smartest guys in the room, and I think Eric Weinstein's one of those guys, like if there was any real tangible uh, place to go with these principles and ideas, there would be a gaggle of scientists just foaming at the mouth to look at this and study it and try to figure it out. And there's not. Like when you see like each year, you know, every physicist that graduates from every school, there's a list that goes out to all the other physicists and scientists and labs and, and places where it's just like, okay, here are all the new guys. And all, none of those guys are going to the government, like the smartest, like all of the scientists that should be looking at. You know, thermal dynamics, uh, gravitation—you know, anti-gravity, if you want to call it that—whatever sort of technology um, and science that would require to to genuinely understand and, and create something like that—they're not entering those fields, and they're not entering. But what those about fields. Gary Nolan? Though? Gary Nolan, what is he doing? I mean, what is he doing? Isn't he studying metamaterials? No. And what, what is okay?
1: So, what is a Soul Foundation? By the way, what is that? I've I, I was trying I, to explain I, it to Patrick the other day, but I couldn't
2: really like It's a foundation that is petitioning the government for money to study aliens. Just like That's to the Stars Academy. Yeah, but the to the Stars didn't petition the government. To the Stars petitioned stockholders. And then they took those stock, that those stock uh, uh, monies, and invested it poorly, and so now it's just the fucking entertainment company. The difference between the Soul Foundation is that they are uh, not only. Uh, approaching investors, which you saw Gary Nolan do about six or seven months ago in the New York stock exchange. Uh, he had a presentation to a whole bunch of wall street investors because he was looking for dollars to fund the soul foundation. And he's also petitioning the government for dollars to fund the soul foundation so they can look at aliens. And Gary Nolan has uh, claim has, Metal shavings that they got from round balls from Ross Colthart that fell on a ranchers, Texas property back in the 60s. And this guy also happened to be a a LSD mushroom taking roadie for one of the biggest rock bands to ever. hey.
0: I've taken. Most no, 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 no. I'm just. Arms. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. like that's the guy who gave him the meta materials. Like, you know what I mean. And then in when the, you take the meta materials and you put them under a microscope, it turns yeah. out that those balls are part of an airplane. They're like bearings that that sometimes and it's in some cases have fallen out of airplanes. Um, but it's nothing more than that. He's looked at the uh, the that little skull that Steven Greer came out with that little skeleton, <laughs> uh, turned out to be a small child, you know, Gary Nolan looked at that and he actually debunked that one. So that was fine. Hmm. Um, but he also claims, and he hasn't written a paper on this. And I got into a little a tiff with him on, on Twitter. Little tiff. Uh, he had, he had, yeah, he had linked an article, uh, to, a uh, um, basically a paper that him and another uh, woman had written where they were looking at the idea. Well, that's his first of...
0: mistake. It's relying on the woman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, <laughs> no. By the way, real no. quick, is it
0: Ross Coltart or <laughs> Ross Colthart?
2: Uh, I I say Colthart. Okay. I, I did a... F- that's what i I do that so i feel like we all do
0: it to some degree but it's like a little slider because we're really just kind of unsure you know (laughs) yeah yeah
2: i think most people are just unsure yeah the only person really who knows how to do it is ross coltard himself um but uh yeah uh his accent
0: is very aggressive by the way like it's it's it is performance it's
2: big time yeah well i've spoken (laughs) to him quite a few times and yeah yeah he is uh yeah, he's been on my show three times. Um, Are you guys on good terms? No. no, I'm not. I'm not on good terms with any of these guys because I started questioning them. Mm. Started asking them hard Let questions, you, and they didn't like that.
1: Have yeah. Have you heard about that underground uh, UFO that is that they yeah. got a
2: base over? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You heard about? Yeah, that? Yeah, it came so from what's Ross part that?
2: that was a claim that he made on Project Unity show. He had said that there is uh, he, that he he is Confirmed through multiple sources that there is a government that has recovered a craft so big, an alien craft so big that it could not be moved. So they had to build a building around it to hide it. What if Which alien is yeah. code
0: word for Russian?
2: What are the Russians building that that is that big? <laughs> like they just don't they don't have that kind of.
0: I don't believe it unless I see with my own eyes. Have you ever seen a Russian... For government dollars!
2: Have you ever seen the inside of a Russian (laughs) rocket? No, I have not. It's scary. You've seen the inside of a Russian rocket? Google it. Google it. It's not like top secret stuff. Bro, you believe (laughs) the you
0: see on Google these days?
2: I mean, dude, you can get the picture of a cockpit of a Russian... You know, they're public space programs. They're not you know what i mean they're just they're like they look from like they're st- from the 1980s they're they're tech they're just they don't have the money or the technology to invest in those yeah. things as well as we do and i'm just you know uh it's not a knock on russia but what you know i think you know what yeah I'm
0: saying. funny story about the russian space program i don't know if you know this uh, and actually ironically it relates to phobos the moon we were just looking at um mm they're like 0 for 14 on trying to land a rover on mars and the us is like eight for nine they're like mahomes in that bitch, right and there's a whole conspiracy around this because um every time they've tried to go there for some reason the rover crash lands at the very last second and on two of the the more recent um rovers that crash landed one of them got knocked out of orbit uh while it was about to enter mars's atmosphere and it started doing this tumble like this and it had a camera that was fucking live streaming back to russian space command or whatever and they kept seeing the moon of phobos and mars the moon of phobos and mars and and then just black darts across (laughs) darts across the screen and it, you get multiple images of this cause it's spinning is this long cigar shaped object that was just really long and white phew, darts across as it's tumbling. And Ooh. they said that the, the, the length of this object cause we're seeing it in space, right? It was like a fucking mile long. Right. And then ironically, the next time they tried to go to Mars, this thing lands on the surface. And it, the signal cuts out like after a minute so it was just like it basically sucked right so it was a failed mission Ooh. but before it cut out it got images of a long white cigar shaped object flying through the atmosphere of mars
2: hmm. who say who's Definitely. saying that
0: uh so this was actually russian space command that came out with this because they had pictures of this of it from when it was tumbling and this object, there was a picture, the picture that showed this long thing with the fucking moon of Mars and the, uh, the Phobos in the background. This thing is fucking just like, and they're like, we don't know what the fuck happened, but this thing we think knocked it out of, you know, it fucked it up. So I actually don't, I don't like, know. if I had I think, to assume that was the, something, I
2: think the Russians will make up excuses for anything that they fail on. Yeah. <laughs> you know like that's just that's just that's just their mo man
0: after all this is just a black hole theory yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs>
1: i love it yeah yeah man um so going back to ross Kohart and that structure that was built something was built yeah. on top of it people speculate that it was the vatican uh I mean, people speculate that it's somewhere in, like, South Korea or something like that. Um, There's different speculations as to where this place could be. But just the thought of that, you know. Well, here's the thing,
2: right, is he could tell us. He could tell us where it is. Yeah, and
1: that's... That's one of my frustrations as well. You know, you know? and, and like, this is
2: a guy who recently said that gatekeepers should be tied behind a Humvee and stoned, dragged and stoned to death, essentially. For, but for, he's doing the same things. For, what you're yeah, doing. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, if he's got multiple blockers out with him, Cockwalkers gatekeepers, they sources. could all go. If he's, yeah, <laughs> I agree. If he's got multiple sources, like he claims, because that's how he verified it, right? Right? That's what all yeah. good journalists do. That you could tell us where it is without exposing your sources. Who's going right. to know who told you that?
1: Right. right. You know,
2: and, and the other thing, when I really just started thinking about this, what is an object too big to move? Like, how big does that have to be? Gotta be at least two tons. Probably about two tons. You don't think there's a helicopter that can move two tons? That's two In elephants. fucking
0: ancient Egypt? Nope.
2: No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. They moved saying, eighty
0: ton rocks. Did you know this for the pyramid?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are theories on how yeah. they moved those rocks, but but my, my yeah. question is it's not a big deal. An alien spaceship so big crashed into our planet whenever it crashed there, okay? They found it, and they're like, holy shit, this thing's so big. We got to build a building around it, okay? So, like, to me, in my mind, I'm going, okay, well, I feel like if it's a football size, they could just chip it apart and take it piece by piece, if it's a, like a container ship, like one of those massive, massive ships, again, same thing. You could kind of just take it apart and wheel it out piece by piece. That would be pretty big.
1: If it's destructible.
2: If it's destructible, right? But I, it, if it's too big that it could not be moved, in my brain, I'm going, well, that's got to be at least a city? <laughs> like, or, or. You know, maybe 20 or 30 airplane hangars put together, something of that size, like just massive, okay? What kind of construction crew would you have to hire and the equipment that you would have to contract out and the amount of people that it would take to build a structure around a craft so big that it could not be moved? (laughs) And then on top of that, have them all sign NDAs and not one person is leaked. This not one construction worker.
1: Well, i mean, not one contractor. Like really, <laughs> it depends on the NDAs And you know, I mean, people, I mean, people can definitely keep secrets. By the way, you could do really,
0: so. I think you have a career in, um, uh, uh, you know, like movie trailer announcer, like
2: that was impressive, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I'm an actor, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, dude, it's just it, it just like <laughs> when you add when you think about it rationally, does that make sense to you? You know, like, think, I mean, it doesn't make sense. like think about right now in Los Angeles, they're building a brand new Clippers arena
0: tana monjas fucking some dude that, somewhere
2: <laughs> that would be a structure so big that it could not be moved right like it's taken them 3 4 years to build this thing and thousands and thousands and thousands of people you need to feed them you need to ha- house them especially if it's in a place that's remote um, there are like, it's like, you're talking about hiring a city to cover another city. Like if people, somebody would have noticed, Hey, why can't we get a fucking crane for the next five years? You know, like every crane on the East coast is where, where are they? Um, you know, like people would be like, what the hell is going on? Like, it, it just wouldn't make sense dude. It, it that would be like, you know, like when the stealth bomber and all of these planes were being developed, like a few, like leaks came out, pictures came out of those craft. People had an idea of what was coming for a long time, um, especially if you were in the right aviation circles. Like, I'm sorry, just. So let me ask you this.
1: Let me ask you yeah. this. Why do you think Ross Colhart just said that? Because. Do you think it's just. For he's violence? an asshole. Just for attention.
2: He's an asshole. He, he, he sells books. Um, and he's damn good at it and he's damn good at it. And honestly, I can listen to it. I got the audio version of in plain sight. It's magical in my ears. I love listening to it. I would love to have him narrate my, my, my biography by by anything. He can narrate anything (laughs) he wants in my life, you know, like, and, and look, it's not like I I liked the guy, you know, I had him on my show. He was the thing that I always found frustrating about him is you'd ask him a simple question. And he'd go on for forty five minutes, and then you're like, well, "Oh shit, him. we've only got fifth. We, we've only got fifteen minutes left in this interview. Like, what the fuck are we going to talk about?" And that's what he does. He just filibusters, and yeah. sometimes he just says shit, you know. And he says it to be controversial. He says it because, partly, I think he says it wouldn't shock me if on some level Ross Colt I know he's friends with Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon and Ryan Graves and all of, all of George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell, all of the They're probably all fucking some profit.
0: miners on some Island somewhere.
2: I got help them. If they are, I if mean, not, they at least smoke weed together. Awful. Like, you know, yeah, they all well, I can tell out, you, I, can like, tell you for, I think for sure. Bob Lazar, George Knapp, and uh, John Lear and Bigelow were all snorting lines and being maniacs in the late 80s. I mean, Lazar, like, opened up a brothel. Like, these guys were, like, they were Lazard looks like he knows how to party. Dude, that guy married a Hell's Angel. <laughs> He are you serious? Uh Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, Hell's Dang. Angel who went to prison for 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 uh, an accomplice in murder. Like wait, he's a, a weird female? guy. Female? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, if you want to learn about Do you all of the believe... all of the weird things about this. Bob Lazar, wait. I gotta say this: if yeah. you really want to learn about Bob Lazar, I would look up Dean Dean Johnson on Twitter, D, Dean, two Ds, D-E-A-N Johnson, on Twitter. And there are threads and articles and research that he's done on George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, Bob Lazar, Jacques Vallée, and all of them, mm. all of them are full of shit, all of them. It's, it's, it's bad, man. It's really bad. Yeah. And it's a cult. And I think... I think the only reason I'm still even having this conversation is because uh Yeah, that's something that I
1: wanted to ask you. I mean, you have a channel yeah. right now called Lou Reviews yeah. and I still I still watch your videos. Yeah. I still keep up to date with you. Um and you know the majority of the things that you talk about, if only, if maybe like the only thing that you talk about is this topic, yeah. but in a different perspective, yep. which I appreciate too, because I, I feel like the field, like this UFO, you know, community, whatever you want to call it, it's weird. I don't even know if it's, if it is a community, yeah. I think that it needs both perspectives, yeah. you know, it does. Um, and I feel like you're contributing to that. I mean, it, it, you know, well, here's the
2: thing is I, I've never followed. I appreciate free thinking. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I, no. I, the thing that I've done that I've always tried to do in this field, if that's what you want to call it, is be different. Oh, like I came in and this podcast scene was sad as shit. It was so sad. Like nobody was doing live interviews, nobody was, um, Like, it was all old white men talking about droning boring shit for three, four, five hours. It wasn't funny. It wasn't exciting. It sounded like shit. The production quality was really low. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it look good, sound good. It's going to be funny. It's going to be entertaining. Um, I'm going to have a good time. Like, I'm going to bring my friends. Like, this is the kind of show I want to have. And so I did that show. And now all of a sudden you see all of these other shows that are – that have – have tried to copy that format that I did with UCR so bad. And all of them, I think for the most part, are failing pretty miserably unless they have access. They're one of the few podcasters that have access to like Elizondo and Mellon and these guys, when they get interviews, they their numbers go through the roof, you know, because people want to hear these people. Um, hmm. But yeah, there's just a lot of shows out there that have tried to copy what I do. And now I've just taken this, the formula and flipped it on its head. And it's just like, look, I'm going to – now when you guys are zigging, when I zig and then you zig, I'm going to zag. And so now I'm zagging and I'm – the beautiful thing is is that since I've zagged, every single thing that I've said has come to pass. Every single thing I've been right on. And that's like – I've never been the guy who's like I've been right on everything. Like I, that's not my shit, dude. But like yeah. everything that I said would happen, as far as from a <clears throat> legislative standpoint, and what these guys are doing is starting now. Everybody's starting to uh, catch up and understand what I was been saying for the last year and a half. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah.
1: so. Where do you? Where do you see yourself going with your channel?
2: Um right now I I don't care. Like I just do it for me. I don't do it for mm-hmm. the for money or I like I lost all my income doing this. I lost all my income. I was making almost 40 grand a year doing this, you know, and I walked away from that because I was like, "Oh, it's bullshit." Like I I don't feel good selling this shit. It, it doesn't feel right because I know these guys are lying about a lot of things and there's a lot of red flags yeah. that people haven't seen that I've seen because I've had access behind the scenes with these dickheads. And so I, I, I walked away from that and now it's, I've taken all of that energy and focus that I've dumped into that and I've put it into other things. I put it into, you know, a film that I'm going to start producing and other projects that are in this realm, in this world you know, at this point, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I've always been a comedian. I've always de- dealt with things hu- with humor. And so instead of staying angry or being the guy yelling into the microphone seven days a week, it's I'm going to mock it. I'm going to make films that mock it and highlight how stupid and silly it is um, and make a lot of money doing it. I you think know. i found a well, loophole
0: um, for, for us. For for mm. you, me and Christian. We've I've got it. Yeah, what's that? We could petition the government, hear me out, mm-hmm. for a oh sum boy. of no, <laughs> a sum of no less than forty million dollars. It sounds crazy. Mm. But our program we could call it the the Bull Foundation could be for talking about the UFO subject in a way to control the narrative positively, cool. which means that we just get paid 40 million by the government to podcast about this shit. Hear me out.
2: All right. Um, look, man, the government is giving government contracts to a lot weirder and worse shit than that. So I think you got a good shot. Right. So like,
0: that's the point. This is why it's a loophole because (laughs) here's the thing.
2: I don't, at this point,
0: I don't give a damn if they're from Russia or from the Zeta Mm -hmm. Reticuli formula, whatever you want to call it. All right. I don't care. The fact of the matter is at the end of the day. We only have 70, 80 years if we're lucky, okay? Right. And whether we want to admit it or not, once you learn the rules of the game, complaining about it does no good. So you might as well just play the game to the best of your ability. This is why I I can't stand LeBron. LeBron is the best basketball player in the world. Why does he have to fucking flop? More than anybody in history. Okay? So once ah. we accept the rules of the game, we can start playing the game. And then uh. <laughs> start winning the game.
2: Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I disagree on LeBron. I love LeBron. So <laughs> not because I live in LA. I'm actually. A I'm just Heat saying fan, for, but...
0: straight out of the mouth of Kobe's and yeah. MJ's trainer. He says mm. in his book, Relentless, that LeBron is not even in the same atmosphere. The only people he puts in the atmosphere of MJ and Kobe is Dwayne
2: Wade. Hmm, I think that's just, um, I think that guy is speaking from the terms of how they train. How hard mindset. they train. Have you read Relentless? By the way, it's a great I book. I haven't read. read it. No, no. I'll check it out. But it's I all would, mindset. If I had to take it's a mindset. guess, I can tell you this. None of them have played for 20 years, and none of them are the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And... Um,
0: if MJ... I, I, let look, me look, ask you this. I, if grown, MJ had I've started at 17 infinity,
2: in the NBA, I've, I've if an and he didn't retire... appreciation for LeBron James, and... And look, the oh, guy's you are done in this LA. for twenty years. Yeah. This guy's the, the guy's done this for twenty years, and he's still the in the top five best players on the planet. And if he wants to score on you, he still can. MJ couldn't do that. Kobe couldn't do that. There's no other player that has played for as long as this guy, except for maybe I think Wilt Chamberlain. Um Kobe and did he, score what? Like, it looks like he could play for another his five or six game. years. He did. Yeah. I'm a huge Kobe fan.
0: We're yeah. both LA. We can both no, relate I, on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I like Kobe, but I, I think the best that's ever done it has been LeBron. And that's and he's that's like the Tom just, Brady of football. It's not debatable. Right? I yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady is Mahomes the Mahomes is not that's the Tom lived. Brady. <laughs> Mahomes
0: is the Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Jordan and uh, well, Brady. you can't call
2: him Jordan until he is. Different types
0: of champs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jordan was a once-in-a-generational, yeah. once-in-a-era once in, a generational, once in, a, once in a era type of life, like a type of talent, yep. right? But Brady is just longevity. Brady is LeBron. Mm. Mahomes is Jordan.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens when the dust settles. I, Mahomes is good. I, I will not... I will not uh, deny Did that. you think Mahomes would make it um, to the Super Bowl this year? I did not.
0: I had faith the whole time. A Never a doubt. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. We That's got good. off topic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, this just turned into a sports yeah, talk. Yeah, I know. Sports talk radio.
0: I was About actually testing you be because GIL. I wanted, because Christian doesn't watch football or basketball. He goes, mm. I watch UFC sometimes. So you know the fact that you watch football and basketball, you know, well, I mean, gain some brownie well, points for me.
2: I think that's the thing that uh, just getting steered it back to uh, the, the the topic at hand. I think that's the thing in a lot of ways that saved me from the rabbit hole I was in and the belief system I was trapped in. Was I have friends, I have family, I have a girlfriend, I like sports, I do shit outside of just UFOs, I golf. I act, you know. I, Are you I good audition, at golfing? I, yeah, I'm pretty good. I've, I'm a 15 handicap. It's not amazing. But Wait, it's so not you terrible. you shoot
0: like a what like an 87 or something like that? 88? Yeah, 85,
2: mm-hmm. 87, depending. Okay. You know what's happening. Um, I shoot like 115, you know. so
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. so yeah, I th- you know I think that's um sort of uh, you know a blessing is that. Uh, That this stuff, I love talking about it, I love looking at it, and I want to be wrong about it so badly, but it's not my life, you know, and it's not the most important thing to me. And and if at ever any time I don't feel right about doing it, I just stop doing it, you know, and like.
1: uh, I feel like deep down you want it to be real. Of course,
2: yeah, I would love for it to be real. I would love for it to be real. Like, yeah, so that way I could go, I did see that thing! I I was right! I was right! And all these people were right, and all these people could be validated, and all these people could fucking feel better about themselves and not be ridiculed and... And 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 made to feel crazy. Like I have a lot of sympathy for those people. I really, really do. But the more you dig into those people, again, just like the amount of people I've had on my show in the last four years, you know, the people I've spoken to, the experiencers, the the every single one of them, especially the ones that have been abducted, the really crazy stories. Almost every single one has some sort of trauma, mental illness, loneliness. Um, Poor health, poor living conditions. Uh, they're just poor in general. Um, it, it's it's it just nasty, nasty stuff, man. And and what they do is they come to UFO Twitter to feel accepted, to feel loved, to feel understood. And they'll make. And I think a lot of them generates these stories. You know, uh, I think some of them have things like sleep paralysis or schizophrenia, and I think that these stories bleed with their what they think is real life and then they come to these places and they and they come to people like Jeremy Corbell and Linda Moulton Howe and all of these, you know, grifters and, and you know crystal healers and they spend their money and they put all of their faith in these people and that shit pisses me off. Like it, it really upsets me. And I think and and the reason why a lot of people, the question I get a lot is, Well dude, why do you do this? Why do you why do you care? Why don't you just go away? And I'm like Why doesn't Leah Remini go away from Scientology?
0: Because it's her identity.
2: It's... It's her identity. It's something that sticks with her. But also, like, she... I think at her core, she feels like a fucking idiot. She feels like an asshole for falling for this and believing in it and advocating for it and getting other people stuck in it. And now she is using every breath and every opportunity to speak out against it and to make people aware of it and help people that are coming out of it. And so I, that's the, but that's, that's the best part of that's this. Different. Uh, that's a religion, though. This is a religion, too. Ufology yeah. is a religion. Let's not fucking cross that. It Let is a religion, this, and it's got prophets. okay? And yeah. all of the people that I named are those prophets, And they have a collection bucket, and they collect a lot of money, man. It is a religion. So how do we and collect? They, that's they, the
0: question. We're doing the same thing. You have to. We're doing the same thing.
2: If you want to collect, then you have to – you have to not ask good questions. You have to play up the 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 lore and the fantasy, and the you have to be Linda Howe. You have to be Jeremy Corbell. You have to be Linda Howe, I could
0: outrun her any day. I'm better looking than her. Hey, I'm better listen, spoken than she, her. Okay. The day, Well, listen.
2: I'll tell you how good younger. Linda Howe is. Well, let me tell you how. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you can do this, I'd be very impressed. If you could sell as many DVDs as she sold on her documentary about Antarctica, and she's never was, been to Antarctica, how many? Let, I'll say, you know what? I'll just give you a thousand. I challenge you to sell a thousand movies about anything remotely right, close so, to. All right, come on. The man. secret technology and civilization. I, I dude, she. I look. Bro, if I have to take a guess, she's probably. She's probably sold over 100, okay. 100, you know, let's, like let's a hundred, two hundred thousand movies. let's say one hundred fifty.
0: Let's one hundred fifty thousand, yeah. right? You let's just said it yourself. We're mm. playing a bit. We're playing a wide field here. All right, from a marketing mm. perspective, everybody's a, p- a potential client. Okay. Yeah. They are all. They all want to know what is the answer to: Is there other life in the universe? And so, yeah. if we're playing the game of talking about UFOs and profiting from that which is what a podcast Mm -hmm. is that's my motivation i don't know about you but i want to make this my career okay so if we want to turn into that then we got to just play the game
2: better you know what i'm saying yeah i don't want to play that game that's just not for me you could do it i mean go for it just don't be surprised if i catch you on saying some shit you know, and and then I, I roast you for it. But yeah, go for it. I mean, <laughs> go for it. It's a wide net. You're right, dude. It's a wide net. And if you're entertaining and you're fun and you're smart, you can. I did it. I did it. But I did it with a different intention. The intention wasn't to make. I wasn't doing it to make money. I mean, I wanted a, a popular show. I was. I was starting a YouTube channel. I wanted. Yeah. You know, I wanted it to be successful. But that wasn't the the motivation. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But the motivation, the real motivation was, yeah, survival and reproduction. the 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 intentions behind the things I was doing were coming from a genuine place, and genuine curiosity, and and a genuine um, uh, uh, yearning to help, because everybody was talking. About disclose talk 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 talk. We can fucking have these twelve hour Twitter spaces. We have three hour podcasts. We can talk about this yeah. in circles for fucking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I wanted to do something about it, and so I did. And you did, and, and I you did created the Big Phone mm-hmm. Home,
1: right? And for people that don't know what the Big Phone Home is, and I know you mentioned it earlier when we started the show, the Big Phone Home was essentially like a grassroots kind of movement mm-hmm. to contact congressmen and kind of bring more awareness you know, to the topic I mean, of, of UAP and w- w- like, what happened? Why'd you discontinue that? What, 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 what was the straw that broke the camera well, back? He just said this, this
0: that's topic. how we got onto this. He said it's because yeah. he saw the red flags, yep.
2: right? And by, by right. the time, time I did like the third exciting one, moment. by the time I did, well, it was, it was when we had our last interview with Lou Elizondo. It was when we asked him about his um, sock puppet accounts and sock puppet yeah he had sock puppet accounts where he would harass journalists that sounds weird um, bro it was sock weird, puppet especially... accounts yeah well you have a how do you know it was him? isn't that because like what people jerk off into
0: like sock puppets yeah we admitted not it when... me Look, i, I don't jerk remember. off into sock puppets come on not <laughs> yeah me. that'd be weird
2: um <laughs> but we had, isn't that what had, most uh, people jerk off into <laughs> I, I i've never done that so i don't know man now you tell me <laughs> i wouldn't know that's what i'm asking yeah i i don't know why you think i'd know <laughs> what what is, what is it about I'm me that say i say that, that you,
0: mean... you look like someone who jerks off in into song puppets yeah <laughs> I, just, I just had to know is that what people do
2: yeah yeah that's i think that's what <laughs> you do <know.
0: laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what, so Lou do you really think that he had like sock puppet accounts, and you really think that he was kind of like you know, just uh, forging? Um, I don't know. Just what, what was his intention? What do you think was his intention to behind all intelligence. that? Intelligence. That's what he said. So he's he's counter intel. That's what he said. He said that on your yeah. show.
2: That's that's what he did for he 20 years. He had sock puppet accounts to
0: collect intelligence. Yep. This is like these and sound also, like and log, also, logins and also, to porn websites.
2: Also, drum up hatred, and uh, fanaticism against any journalist or reporter who would report against those facts. So it was really shady shit, you know. And I was like, hmm. okay, that's that's that was the straw that broke the camel's back you know, and, and his response Mm. to that, which was just insane. Um, so yeah, it was after that. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was after that, that it was that moment where you, where you just kind of just said, fuck it. And
2: yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, well. It was that, and and then, in the
1: eyes of many, turned
2: heel. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a there was there was a, a lot of things that happened. Um, you know, but basically, yeah, it, it got to a point where he was leaking my text messages and trying to uh, get an apology from me that he wanted, and I wasn't I wasn't giving him a public apology. If anyone should apologize, it should have been him. It was things that he said in that text message that got out and. Uh, you know, he, he blamed it on me and he turned all these people against me that, you know, were supporters of me and yeah, everything went away, you know? And so I, you know, with that, I was just like, yeah, fuck this man. Fuck this guy. Fuck this whole thing. I'm I'm shutting everything down. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to further this conspiracy. I don't want to be the foot on the head of somebody trying to get out of a rabbit hole.
1: And this is a guy that you met, yeah. you knew in person. You have, you've actually met yeah. with Louis Lozano in person, yeah. right? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I mean, yeah, he was on my show seven times. I had his dad on my show. I mean, he was he was a regular guest, you know. And and so we, I got to interact with him quite a bit. And I got this, you know, and 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 interview and and talk to people that have been to his house and that have interacted with him as well. Production companies, uh, other veterans, and all of them, all of them. Are like he's not a good dude. Like he's there's something wrong. There's something really? off about that guy. Um, yeah, I actually agree with, with you.
0: Like, I've always, I've never really believed anything he was saying. I think it's because I started to see a similar aspect. Like, I, and and you've obviously dove way way deeper into this than I have. But as soon as I started hearing that, there was a a, a tone that was definitely towards it's a defense issue aka we need more money that's when i started questioning him too i didn't go as deep into it or obviously didn't feel as passionate about it as um as yourself but um i I think that's initially what also kind of gave me a similar impression so i hear you out on all of this like i (laughs) believe it or not even though i've been laughing a lot i'm just cracking jokes i actually agree with a lot of what you're saying
2: yeah, no, I, hey, man, it, it, it makes sense, and it's also just a lot more reasonable than aliens visiting the planet Earth. Yeah. It's just but it reasonable. is a fun it's thought. Mathematically. Like, no, it's, of course it is. Of course it is. Like, yeah. I would and love that, to meet one of those point,
0: Nordics that, that Travis Walton met, you know, because they sound very attractive, at least from the illustrations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all want a blonde mm-hmm. chick, a skinny blonde.
2: Hmm. I'm sorry, maybe that's just go you know, again. I don't know. my my girlfriend's Filipina She's got black hair. She's beautiful. Yeah, um, okay. but anyway, speaking of her, uh, she just got home, and I've got to cook her some dinner. <laughs> so uh, I probably got to sick man. wrap hey, this up here soon.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for you know coming on, yeah, man. We really appreciate you. I like to look at both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. I lean more towards belief. Um, and, you know, a lot is going to have to change. You know, for me in terms of like what I consume. Um, but I always listen to your show. I always listen to your perspective. And I think it's always healthy to look at both sides and not necessarily be, you know, so hyper fixated on one side, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I, like I said, I believe in free thinking. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but, yeah, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you do and, you know, your commitment to, you know, to the other side yeah. of the story. Yeah. I mean,
2: look, you know, and, uh, it's not, you know, again, yeah. I want to be wrong. You know, yeah I want to be wrong
1: and I feel like I feel like eventually it'll come I mean I feel like we'll have that answer in our lifetime for sure
2: dust is gonna settle on this story so. in the next couple of years you can for for sure on that yeah. one um, but uh, yeah man no problem it was my pleasure definitely thanks yeah, brother it. appreciate Thank it you. Um, I think he hated me <laughs>
1: uh, I think he hated me he hated my guts <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm sorry, man. I just, like, sometimes if it gets too serious, I gotta, like, I I get, I'm too ADHD. If it's too serious, I have to start cracking jokes. This is how I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you people out there. If you're, like, really into this and you're also really serious and you're sitting in a dark room right now and you're like, man, this is your fucking, fucking true. I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. But I gotta crack jokes. Watch my channel. You know I love this shit. You know I love this shit. And I watch previous episodes i agree with a lot of what the guy's saying a lot of what he's saying is stuff that i've been saying for weeks but come on man why so serious
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he's a comedian too you know um and so maybe he's just over exerted in his regular you know day job um so that could be a thing you know but I feel like, yeah, I mean, if you take it too seriously, I mean,
0: you Like, know. he should have been appreciative of the fact that I was giving us business ideas. Like, I'm a solutions guy. I don't know if you realize this about me, but I'm about, not about problems, I'm about solutions, okay? We can admit the problem, <laughs> but what's the solution? He's talking all problems, I'm talking solutions. Do you see? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Okay? <laughs> We can complain about how the game is rigged towards wanting money all day. I agree with you on that. There's nothing to debate about here. Let's accept this as our reality. Yeah. What then? I'm that's where i My head is at. I'm a forward thinker. All right. So if we admit the rules of the game are this, then how do we win the rule? How do we win the game? How do we Mahomes this shit? And you, I tested him. He obviously is a competitive guy. He obviously likes sports. He was defending LeBron harder than he defends UFOs. Okay? So he understands wanting to win a game, want to be, wanting to be a winner. And I'm just pitching ideas here. Riddle me the enemy, white don't you? I don't know, man. I, I just, you know,
1: I don't know. I think that it is good to have, you know, that, that yin-yang you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you agreed with him on a lot of things, but what does that, what does that mean for you? I I think what it means is,
0: um, I maybe when he stopped believing in it or like when he saw the red flags, I think it was clear to me that he had, um, kind of gone the far opposite direction and i get it like i kind of did the same thing with christianity i've been a christian my whole life but now i'm in arizona and i'm meeting fucking new people and some of these people happen to be devout christians that are just critiquing everything about my fucking life like you know okay if god wants it to be right That doesn't mean that your interpretation of the Bible is more accurate than my interpretation of the Bible. And you got to live this life. Like, I don't care how you fucking think the Bible was interpreted. But if I want to have premarital premarital sex, it doesn't mean that I'm fucking going to hell. Okay, motherfucker. So, even so, I can still ask for forgiveness. But that's not your call to make as a fucking Christian. That's God's call to make if you're true to christianity so i'm just venting about an experience of that so i understand i went the opposite way it actually pushed me away from christianity i feel a lot of the same beliefs that he has around the ufo religion as he calls it i feel the same about regular yeah. fucking religion i think most of it is a fucking scam because guess what these preachers are asking you for money every sunday and they tell you to do it in the name of god yeah, you don't know these churches are taking 10 million, 20 million tax free every fucking year. Okay? So, yeah, I feel Preach. the exact same way and I understand how you feel. But if that's the game we're playing, now you can understand why I started to feel how I felt on a previous previous episode when I told you that I came to a point in my life where I felt like I was a nihilist. But a positive nihilist. I'm a nihilist in the sense of at a certain point, I started to see through the matrix of what we live in. We're all just fucking mammals that want to fuck shit up and fuck it at the same time. And we all want money to do more of that at a higher level. And if you really take a second to think about it, you'll understand that I'm speaking straight facts right now. Okay? If you don't understand, take some fucking mushrooms and you'll understand real quick okay so when i accepted that i started to question everything in fact i was going to give this guy a, a merch suggestion because i like him i would love to grab a beer with this dude but i think he hated me um if he took like the the stranger things hat that he was wearing and instead of stranger things he said question everything that would be fire merch and it would be so on brand for him because he questions everything. He questions everything. He questions himself because he couldn't give me a solid answer on if it, is it 100% that all of them are non-alien and they're all human? Well, it's not 100%, but it's definitely like a 99 point. So you're saying there's a chance. Okay? So he's literally even questioning himself at this point. So he's questioned everything. It would be very on brand. And at the end of the day, That's what I'm doing too. We're all questioning everything. I'm a fucking dude who was jizzed into a fucking egg at one point in time. All right, think about this. (laughs) And that egg, one day, popped its eyes open, saw light for the first time and started questioning everything. And ever since, I've been doing the same damn thing. And the longer I stay here, the more I realize I'm trying to make sense of this world that I cannot make sense of. And the only way to live a productive life that I perceive to be a productive life, because that's the definition that I came up with the moment I came into this system that's run by other people. I go, okay, great. This is the way, this is the way reality is. But if you start to think outside the box and think about Where did I get these beliefs? You'll realize you only got it from the people who came before you. And then if you think back long enough, the people who came before you, one day were just into a fucking egg, saw light for the first time and started questioning everything. So if you realize it, we've all been abiding by unspoken and spoken, man-made rules that were made by people who don't know fuck about shit and have been questioning everything since the moment they entered this fucking reality. Okay, so I understand wanting to question everything, but I'm just saying, why so serious, bro? You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like, you
1: know, it's healthy to question things, you know, and not, and like I said, not be so hyper fixated on one specific avenue, you know, and one specific, you know, belief system. Like I said, free thinking, bro. That's all that's all it is and it should be is just free thinking, having an open mind and just you know not coming to conclusions until you're presented with the with the right shit you know that's just my take and that's all that's something that I've always been fucking doing ever since I was a fucking teenager. What the fuck is this? what the fuck is the afterlife? what is you know What are these things that are in the sky? What are these things that people talk about that, you know, that look like a fucking, you know, something that's out of this world? You know, I'm talking about the grays and the fucking, you know, there's so much shit out there that, you know, if there are claims, you got to question it. You know, if there's if there there may be some validity to a lot of that shit. Um, and just to come down to like, you know, a conclusion that like, you know, all of it is just us. I feel like at the end of the day, that is, you know, that's just giving us too much credit in my opinion. But yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But you made some really good points. Thank you.
0: Some really solid points. I told you before we came into this podcast that I was feeling in a no bullshit type of mood today. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I could tell. I could tell. I could tell. But yeah, um, if you're still watching this, you're definitely in the black hole right now. You're in the black hole. Yeah. Uh, So um, You're on the other side of the black hole. Yeah. Shit.
0: The question is, when will this black hole end?
1: <laughs> One rule is